Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Join me for some honest, unscripted discussions with other CRNAs who are transforming their financial lives. This episode is brought to you by OnCall Capital. OnCall Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. OnCall Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursdays on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. As always, I like to start these shows off with a quote that gets me thinking. Virginia Woolf once said, Yet it is in our idleness, in our dreams, that the submerged truth sometimes comes to the top. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of fascinated by dreams. I'm not really sure how much I actually dream, but I assume that I do it nearly every night. However, I only remember dreams every once in a while, and they are regularly fleeting at that, which is so infuriating. I happen to remember one, uh, enough of one anyway, over the weekend, and it seemed kind of meaningful. But here we are a few days later, and it's already nearly disappeared from my mind. I've also had my share of anxiety dreams over the years. Those kind of stick out. From showing up late to start cases to getting lost on campus or in the hospital, these dreams have managed to carve out a foothold in my memory. And of course, I've had other dreams that were either adventurous or even sexual in nature. And we all interpret our dreams differently, based on our own personal situations and what we happen to be going through. Dreams have been the subject of stories and lore for thousands of years. In Greek mythology, Hypnos was the god of sleep, who surrounded himself with plants that he'd used to induce a deep sleep to anyone who stepped into the undergrowth. Hence the words hypnosis and hypnotics. The Roman equivalent of this god was Somnos, from which we derive the term insomnia, or an inability to sleep. Later in medieval times and to this day, Morpheus is considered the god of sleep and dreams. And to Native Americans, dreams were an essential conduit for communication with the supernatural world. From Freddy Krueger and our nightmares to movies like The Matrix and Inception, to an updated iteration of Morpheus in the Sandman series, dreams continue to captivate and confound us to this day. Sigmund Freud drew uh, attention to the potential importance of dreams in the late 1800s, leading to considerable research in the different areas surrounding the neuroscience and psychology of dreams. Yet despite our advances in knowledge, there's still so much that remains unknown about both sleep and dreams. I mean, why do we dream at all? We still don't have that answer, although there are a few theories out there. According to Siddhartha Ribeiro, a neuroscientist and author of the book The Oracle of Night, The History and Science of Dreams, those theories fall into two basic categories. Theories which claim dreams have no meaning and theories which claim dreams do have meaning. Let's do a quick review of five of these theories, shall we? Number one, the first theory of dreaming is simple enough. It holds that dreams are simply a byproduct of sleep that have no essential purpose or meaning. In this view, dreams are just incidental brain activity. 
While I've had plenty of strange dreams that have had no implication on my life as it is lived, I have a hard time believing that dreaming is absolutely useless. Which brings us to our next theory. Number two, dreams are used for building memory. Dreaming has actually been associated with the consolidation of memory, which suggests that it may actually play an important role in strengthening memory and informational recall. Number three, dreams are used for processing emotions. The ability to engage with and rehearse feelings in different imagined contexts could be our brain's way of learning how to manage our emotions. I've noticed that my dreams can change with my current mood, so perhaps there's something to this one. Number four, dreams are a form of mental housekeeping. This theory suggests that dreams may be our mind's way of straightening up, cleaning away partial, erroneous, or unnecessary information. If that's the case, my brain certainly has a lot of work to do. And number five, finally, our final theory for all you sports fans out there, instant replay. This view holds that dream content may be a form of distorted instant replay in which recent events are reviewed and analyzed. Now, of course, there are many other nuanced theories surrounding dreams and sleep, but those five are kind of the biggies that are out there. Considering the complexity of dreaming and the difficulty in studying it, a consensus on its purpose will be challenging to reach either way. One of the main reasons dreams are so hard to study is because we tend to forget them. I know for myself, I don't have any rhyme or reason for remembering particular dreams. It seems pretty random. It's also said that five minutes after the end of a dream, we've forgotten 50% of the dream's content. And 10 minutes later, we've forgotten 90%. And why does that happen? Well, it may be because our hippocampus, which is responsible for learning and memory processes, is not fully active when we first awaken. Hence, a dream, you know... Uh, may be present in short-term memory and never be able to move into that long-term storage. Some scientists think that changing levels of acetylcholine and norepinephrine are to blame, while others think that our brains tend to discard dreams due to their lack of usefulness. And still other researchers think that people who are prone to daydreaming and introspection have less difficulty remembering their dreams. As for me, well, I tend to think that dreams are much like events in our everyday lives, in that they're kind of a mixed bag. They're probably a little bit of all the theories combined, holding different uses and functions as our brain demands and needs. There are many people who think that we can learn about ourselves by studying our dreams. And for those that, that want to actually keep better track of that, using a dream journal may be just the ticket. Here are some tips for increasing your own dream recall. First, you need to sleep long enough to remember your dreams. The second half of the night is the one that's actually dominated by REM sleep. So if you cut that short, you'll have little... To report. Secondly, what you do before bed is important. Drinking alcohol, using cannabis, or exercising too late can negatively affect the quality of our dreams and our ability to remember them. Next, when you go to bed, tell yourself in the lead up to bedtime that you will remember your dreams. Repeat this mantra before going to sleep so that you're encouraged to remember to take the time to reflect on your dreams before starting the day. If you wake up straight out of a dream, you're actually more likely to remember it. We tend to leave REM sleep around every hour and a half, so if you're really committed, you can set an alarm to go off every hour and a half or so. Some people choose to instead just drink a lot of water before bedtime to ensure that they will wake up at least once in the middle of the night. And lastly, keep a pad and pencil next to your bed so that you can write down what you remember once you wake up. However, try to wake up slowly to remain within the mood of your last dream. 
This can really help you to break that cycle of forgetfulness. So what do you dream about? I'd love to hear about it, so feel free to reach out and share. Regardless of how we feel individually about dreaming, we can all agree that it is a shared human experience, which is pretty cool. So dream on, guys. And if you'd like to learn more, check out the show notes for some links. And that's what I've got for you for today. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. I'd love to hear what you thought of the show today, so make sure you put that in your review of the show. And if you're interested in passive income opportunities with Tax Advantage Real Estate, visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com or reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, be safe and take care of each other out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by OnCall Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page, where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.